Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Today, wanted to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. First of all, thank you for all of the feedback that we've been getting. I've been getting some messages on Facebook from you guys. I've been getting messages on Instagram and really appreciate the feedback that you guys have been giving me about the show and what we're doing. So thank you for that. If you haven't had a chance, please, please help us even more by going to Apple Podcasts and making a review for us there as we're still trying to increase ourselves in the rankings so we can make ourselves more visible for other people that may need to hear us. But I want to thank all the listeners for that. And we've had actually a few new potential clients that are prospective clients, if you will, have reached out to us. And so we thank you for that too. It's been an incredible journey. We've had so much fun doing this show. And today we're going to have one of our past guests on that came on and, and just really lit the show up when she was on the first time. So if you haven't listened to that episode after we're done, you guys make sure you listen to that one as well. But today we are joined by my good friend, colleague, fellow entrepreneur, Nasima McElroy. Welcome to the show, Nasima. Hey, what's up, Emlyn? So happy to be back. Yes. So I'm excited. I always watch what you're doing on Instagram and all that and, and seeing what's going on. But for the listeners, give them a little background. Just tell them a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're thoroughly impressive. So go ahead and I'll let you start. Not so impressive, but <laughs> I'll give a little bit about who I am and kind of how I came into this money space. But I am a registered nurse, a labor and delivery nurse. I've been a labor and delivery nurse for 12 years. I have two little girls mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, born and raised in Oakland. And where my money story kind of started, well, really changed the game for me as far as money is when my daughter was turning one and I was in this position where I looked really good on Instagram, Mm -hmm. had the six figure job. I had the house, the car, the luxury car and all the things that was popping. But really, I was broke. But everybody thought I knew what I was doing financially. And I knew it was burning me up inside that I wasn't where I wanted to be financially because I was actually like broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't have any savings. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to me, I don't know what would have happened to my daughter. And I kind of went on this mission of trying to build wealth mm-hmm. per se. And what I realized was that at first I thought it was because oh, you have to learn how to invest. And to me, investing meant day trade and all this kind of stuff. And what I realized was is that <laughs> I had hella debt. And it was, that was like $2,000 a month I was paying towards my student loans and just the imbalance of what was coming in and going out that I just wasn't aware of because I always knew how to make money. I just didn't know how to keep money. And then I had to realize that building wealth wasn't about how much money you make. It's about how much money you kept, right? Mm-hmm. So I went on this path of paying off debt and people know me for paying off a million dollars in debt in under three years. And along that journey, I built my platform, Financially Intentional, just really to document my journey because I was having a slumber party with my friends and I realized how many of us had girls. Me and my friends have all girls. And I was experiencing the power of taking control of my finances. And I saw if these girls were taught this at an early age, 
they would be phenomenal women. And they already were phenomenal because they have phenomenal moms. But just that component of financial literacy that we weren't taught, if that was fed into them, they would excel. And I talked to my girls. I was like, hey, you know, I've been learning this stuff. I've been doing these things. This is what I've done so far. If you're interested in learning it, let me know. I don't like to repeat myself that much. So I'll put it on the blog or put it on Instagram. Would you guys follow me? And so it was really just for my friends. And then along the journey, like I used to do monthly progress notes where I tracked, I showed like how much debt I paid off, what it went to or whatever. And I just kind of built a following and started getting featured on podcasts and other media outlets. And then decided to kind of turn that around and help other people because people kept on asking me for help and turned into like this personal finance coaching, financial expert, speaker kind of business. And that's Mm -hmm. the story. (laughs) And so you started by saying that you've been a labor and delivery nurse for 12 years. And that means you're still a labor and delivery nurse right now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Started doing that. I did all of that. While being a labor and delivery nurse, started on my journey as a single mom, got married, went through a toxic marriage, got a divorce, Mm -hmm. had another relationship, had another child, ended that relationship. So a single mom again, now Mm -hmm. I'm two girls, still a labor and delivery nurse and have Mm -hmm. built a platform, a personal finance platform, all in that, that time frame, doing all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, pretty incredible journey, right? I mean, you got the labor and delivery nurse, your, your career, your full-time job, something that started out as a good thing to do turned into a business. And now you got to take care of your girls and then life happens and relationships happen and then just happen. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. And you keep yeah. grinding it all the way through this. You know what I mean? And I would say like for the entrepreneurs out there, right. Or the people that are trying to do, cause it's almost like a side hustle that just turned into a full hustle, right? It started, <laughs> like, it's, I always yeah. think about that. I think I said in the last episode we had, because we were talking about E40, I think, I think you said <laughs> side hustle, everybody got one, right? Right. I guess talk a little bit about how you balance that, because that in itself is a balancing act, right? I mean, of course, your girls want to spend time with you. You got to go to work. And then all the people that you, the following that you have requires amount of time too, right? Yeah. balance was a little hard what helped was that I had built a very strong team to help me but then with a strong team you have salaries (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like you know it's just that like that act of okay like I want to grow this but I can't do it on my own because I still got a full-time job I still got a full family I still got all this stuff so I have to build support around it and so bringing on people was what really, really helped me grow and expand. So that's the only way I could do it. Like that was literally the only way I could do it. I had to a team of four people. I had a project manager or a business assistant. I had somebody who was responsible for all my affiliate relationships, somebody who was over my social media and coaching program, and then somebody that managed the podcast. And so that's how I did it. And then I forgot in this whole time too, I wrote a book. (laughs) how <laughs> <laughs> you just forget that doing so much is, oh yeah by the way i wrote a book too talk to us about the book man i forgot about that too talk to <laughs> about the book that just yeah. happened like a few months that yeah, was this year so, right yeah my book is released in march and i actually wrote the book you're not gonna believe this i wrote the book over an eight-week period in the middle of covid working mm-hmm. as a nurse in covid mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. That in itself was hella stressful. I think that's what kind of put me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You was like, you know what? I need some time. I got to do something else for a little while. Just relax. Yeah, so really, that's kind of what happened. I wrote the book. I had to commit to promoting the book for a certain time period. And then when that was done, I was like, you know what? I need a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a break. And so I had to call it because I'm out here trying to serve other people, but I can't pour from an empty cup. And that's what I felt like I was doing. I was continuously giving, giving, giving. And I needed some time to rebuild from just being exhausted for all these years of like being a mom. I mean, even when I had my baby, mm-hmm. I had my baby on a Wednesday. I had a coaching call on Thursday. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was on a major, one of the majors podcasts three days later, nursing my daughter in my closet. You know what I'm saying? So I never had time to kind of rebuild. So coming back from all of that, going through breakup and Mm -hmm. I had just moved and like all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those things, like if somebody, a therapist gives you a list of stressors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I probably checked like 90% of those boxes. Mm -hmm. And so I needed time for myself. I love serving and I love pouring into other people, but I can't love everybody else more than I love myself. And so that's why I decided to kind of step back for a little while, take a break, regroup, and I'm still here. (laughs) But I enjoy not having anything on my calendar and I just chill. I spend time with my girls. We travel a lot. And that's what I really want to focus on right now. When I come back, you guys, I'm going to come back with something really, really special a little bit different, but it's going to blow you guys' minds. So I might talk about a little bit of what that will be, but yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) What I want you to talk about, because you said some stuff in there, like you were just working, you were just go, 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 go get it, right? And I mean, you paid off a million dollars in three years. So the work ethic and the go-getter is in you. That's just who you are. That's who I am. Talk to me about this. How did you know it was time to turn it off? How did that go? Because you had to turn down a little bit to <laughs> take care of you. I started to like not care anymore. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, I was disengaged. Like I felt mm-hmm. myself pulling back. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. It wasn't mm-hmm. enjoyable anymore. I wasn't getting mm-hmm. that fulfillment from helping people. I love helping people, but it became like a chore instead of like something that I really wanted to do. So I feel like if it's not something that I would just willingly like do for free and just give to you, I don't have the energy to do it. And that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. I was giving so much myself. It was just too much. And so that was my internal defense mechanism because if yeah. it was just me, I would have just kept on going and kept on pouring into people. But it was just, I internally kind of subconsciously kind of like built this wall up. Yeah. You have to give no more fuck yeah. anymore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's what was happening. And so I think people deserve better. And that's not the kind of person that I am. Like, I'm going to go hard or go home person. So it's time to go Mm -hmm. home. It's okay for that. And entrepreneurs, we have that tendency to go 200% (laughs) all the time. And it's because we have a vision, we have a mission, we have something that we're trying to create. And that is what we're doing. But sometimes, sometimes taking that time back and stepping back probably is going to be more productive than continuing to fight against yourself and not give yourself the adequate self-care that you need. Yeah. And I think I have put so much stuff out there 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a platform. I have a, a whole ass book. Yeah, right. <laughs> People right. can read now. Yeah. There's so much content. There's so many things. I have hundreds of hours of podcast episodes. I feel like I have delivered it. People want to learn more. Everything is there. So I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything from stepping away. I don't feel like I'm cheating anybody. I just feel like I got to do me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the reason why I keep bringing, keep going, circling back to it is because there's just times where as people, as entrepreneurs, especially where sometimes the self-care gets lost and it's like, you no good to anybody. You said it yourself, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And so who's filling your cup? I guess I would say our question, and what would you say are some things that other entrepreneurs would want to make sure that they do so they don't get to the point? What would you have done differently? I probably would have created seasons. And let me just say, not only am I like doing this entrepreneurial thing, I'm a full full time nurse. It's like 12 hour shifts. 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. in the middle of COVID and raising two kids and all this other stuff I got going on personally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, it's it is a lot. So I say that to say nurses aren't expected to have self-care. All the stuff that we have to deal with. And that's our own perception, right? We're like, we give, 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 give. We serve, 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 serve. But we're not expected to actually heal ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that ties into all this other stuff personally. So, I mean, with my business as well, mm-hmm. it's just like we go, go, go when we pour. And what I would have done differently is kind of probably just like took breaks more often. Mm-hmm. I had this expectation, like if I didn't hit a podcast episode every week or twice a week, then I'm failing somebody. Mm-hmm. Who am I failing? Yeah. And this is actually my first time talking about me stepping away. Like I didn't even make an announcement. Like, this will mm-hmm. be my last podcast episode. This will mm-hmm. be my last like financial post. I didn't yeah. even make an announcement because I was, that done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I could have slowed down, took breaks, stepped away more often, and really made sure. Do you self check in? Is this still serving you? Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. And so, just like as an entrepreneur, there are seasons, and you have to stay true to those seasons. And typically, the expectations we have are self imposed. Mm-hmm. And really, ultimately, nobody really cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously, that part. Seriously. That part. That part. <laughs> nobody is really watching like <laughs> you think they're watching. Like, no. nobody's really checking for you like that. So you got to take care of you. And so that's what I should have done all along the way. And I think that makes so much sense. It's just one of those things. And when you think about, like, as you said, what you do, your labor and delivery nurse, right? Taking care of other people. That's your day job. And then, so then you have a night job taking care of people. And I guess your daughters want you to take <laughs> well, care of them. Well, I see the other way around because I work at night as a laborer. Oh, laborer. my bad. You work at night. Technically, yeah, you know, technically. at night I take care of people yeah. <laughs> and nursing. And then day I take care of people's finances. Yeah. yeah. And I have, yeah, two whole kids supporting mm-hmm. to when they're little. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they need their mom. And that's the reason why I do all of this stuff is for them. And if I'm tired all the time or cranky because I'm working and I haven't slept and or I'm not meeting these goals that I have set for myself, what kind of mom am I showing up as? And so I had to check that and reevaluate and 
So now time is focused on being and being present and enjoying the moment and spending time with my girls and not having these unrealistic expectations for myself and really seeing how much I can't, I don't have to do Mm -hmm. because you know what? It'll get done. Like (laughs) it's fine. The world isn't going to end if X, Y, and Z box doesn't get checked. And that's what I've had to learn. This is so good though. To hear you say all this stuff, because I, I mean, I remember, and this is just crazy, because I think back when we're doing some stuff together, we're doing those lives on Wednesday, and I remember mm-hmm. you'd, be, you'd work all day, and then we have a meeting in the morning, I'm like, you ain't even slept yet, I remember this, and I was like, you haven't even slept yet, and you're like, I know, but we just got to get this done, I'm going to get through it, and I'll go to sleep later, I got to work out, I got to do this, I got to, you had all these stuff that you had to do, and I'm like, damn, I'm sitting here watching you, like, damn, maybe I need to be doing more. Matter of fact, after I talked to you, I hired someone that was working with you. <laughs> Right. Shout out Shaquana. Shout out to Shaquana. (laughs) So your work ethic was incredible. The product that you were putting out was just awesome. Every time I seen it, I'm like, she's doing all this and she has another job. Mine don't look like this. This is what I do. So I commend you on that. But I also commend you for recognizing what was going on, taking the time away, stepping back, because the reason why you said you did all this was for your girls, for your family, for to take care of them. And so if you're trying to do something to take care of them and what you're doing is taking you away from them at this level, then you're really defeating, working against yourself, right? And so for you to recognize that and step away and get that extra time with them and the time for yourself is really admirable. And I respect that. And I'm glad you're doing that. And it's awesome to see. Seriously, it's awesome to see. Let's just talk because this is the Minority Money Podcast and Mm -hmm. the whole thing about money and wealth and all this kind of stuff is really about choices. And I really don't want to downplay the fact that I'm able to kind of step away because of the financial choices that I have made. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have to grind like this and it ain't no choice. Yes. But because I was able to take control of my finances and turn them around and believe me, stuff ain't always pretty. Stuff mm-hmm. isn't pretty right now, mm-hmm. but it's a journey. It's a marathon. It's about those little triggers that you can pull on the path to financial freedom. And to me, I'm able to pull the lever to be like, hey, I need to pump my brakes on this aspect of my life while I focus on my personal stuff. But that is a privilege that I have because of the choices that I made financially. So it's all full circle. And I just want people to know that I had to sacrifice a little bit to be able to do this. Absolutely. There's more than a little bit. I mean, you had a big sacrifice. I don't know many people that's going to get up and work 12 hours. And it's not like you work a 12 hour job where you're just kind of hanging out. You're working for those 12 hours, right? Especially during COVID and everybody coming in and out. And yeah, I can only imagine. And then mask down, shield, delivering a baby in three layers of protective gear ain't the business. (laughs) So yeah, the sacrifices that you made, absolutely why you could take the break. Exactly. And that's powerful. And I think, like you said, taking control of your finances. What would you say? If you were going to give someone a piece of advice, I want two of them, but if you're going to give some people the piece of advice about taking control of your finances, what would be the first step of taking control of your finances for someone? If you're saying, hey, this is the first step that someone could take. I mean, like the biggest thing and really trying, really understanding how you want to live and how much that costs. Now, when I say how you want to live, it's not like this American dream. Everybody needs to have this house. Everybody needs to have a certain car. That's not for everybody. But if you want to live like that, how much does that cost? And where do you need to be to get there? For me, it's a more scaled back life. It's like, 
I want to live off. I want my expenses to exceed no more than $3,000 a month. Cause mm-hmm. that's easy for me to make. Mm-hmm. I can make that with my eyes closed and I want to be able to travel when I want to. I want to be able to not work even three days a week. I want to maybe work six days a month again. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to determine what kind of life do you really want to live mm-hmm. and then set your finances up to meet that. But in order to do that, you really have to understand what's going in and coming out and get in a firm hold on that. So that's my number one piece of advice. The other piece of advice I have is just surround yourself with like-minded people. Aim to be like the dumbest person in the room. And that's like, as far as the podcast that you listen to, the books that you read, the social media platforms that you're exposing yourself to. Don't listen to the radio in the car when you're cleaning up, when you're running errands, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, things that are really going to attune your mind and your experience and your surroundings into what you really want to be and attain. And then it will become possible for you. 100. I'm not just leave you like that and just say, you know what? Because that's such a good advice, right? That's great. I don't have nothing to add to it. I'm going to leave that alone. Now I want to talk specifically to entrepreneurs. What advice do you have for them as they're doing what they're doing? What advice do you have for entrepreneurs out there that are listening to this? I think there's so much pressure on entrepreneurs to have these million dollar launches or like meet all these goals. And then I think you have to really look at why are you doing the thing that you're doing? Is it really serving you? Because if it's not really serving you, you could be just as happy in a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And I love entrepreneurs and I'm not saying I'm not knocking entrepreneurship, but I'm just saying, I think it's glorified. And I think we downplay just traditional work versus entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But I think if you love it, and you're able to monetize it, and you're great at it, great. But if you're struggling, and you don't feel like in your purpose, or you're not reaching the goals that you set out for yourself, I think it's good to step back, reevaluate your worth. I think I heard somebody say this who left that who quit their job to go into full time entrepreneurship, their worst day is everybody's every day. Mm-hmm. So you got to Think about it like that. Even if you do have to step back and kind of reset, you're probably way better off than the next person. So don't trip off of taking that step back. And coming from me, I'm the bounce queen. Mm-hmm. I had to bounce back from every kind of situation. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Wise words. Because I think you hit every nail on the head right there. Because I think entrepreneurship is glorified, which rightfully so when you do it right. Then there's the grind that no one talks about, right? There's a grind that you see. I think I posted something on Instagram a while back about Will Smith, and he was talking about all the grind. He said, but people don't see this journey. They see you when you get to where they see the car, they see the house, they see this, but they ain't see when you're, and this took me talking about it, almost lost the house, had the car repo. They didn't see that. They didn't see the chance that you had to take and the sacrifices you had to make to get there. They just see the end result. And they're like, man, look at that. Look at all the stuff you got. I wish I'd get that. I said, I don't know if you want to go through what I had to get here. It's some life lessons I learned. And we've been, yes. we had to talk to Jesus and some more people as we got through it. You know what I mean? Just yes. trying to make it. And I mm-hmm. think what you're saying is okay. It's okay to have a nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. And it is what it is. But it's also a lot of work. It's a lot of work to push that dream. But it's a reward. So 
I think at the same time that you bring up such great, valid points. And Nasima, I just wanted to thank you for coming back to the show. It's always good to have you on. And it's always good just to chat with you. We always have such great conversations and I'm glad people could listen into this one. I know you're taking some time off, so we're not even going to go there. We're just going to leave it like that. You know what I mean? If they want to get I mean, anything. I still have Instagram. You want to see me and my daughter. Okay. Me and my yes. daughter's real. That's yes. That, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> if you got the daughters, if you got. In Jamaica. Yeah, you're right. It's popping. So the Instagram's still popping. We're just getting the SEMA now, though. So yes. if people want to get more of you, where can they follow you at? I'm most active right now on Instagram. I do have my website, financiallyintentional.com. Also, Smart Money, the book is available on Amazon if you want to learn about my financial plan. That's how people can get in contact with me. We'll put that in the show notes. And did you have an IG tag that you want to give out? Or no. Okay, no IG. <laughs> so go to Financially Intentional. Oh, oh my IG. No, no, no. My IG is Financially Intentional. Oh, it is. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so Financially <laughs> Intentional. There you go. We got FinanciallyIntentional.com, Financially Intentional IG, and Smart Money to Book. We have Nasima here, who is, you guys heard it yourself, just incredible. So thank you for coming on. And until next time. All right. Thanks, Emlyn. You know, I'll do anything for you. (laughs) Appreciate you, sis. As you all all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.